gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast. Uh, now, this podcast seems almost slightly redundant because the last podcast you heard was rumours and, uh, you know, talk abound about a brand new Blood Bowl. So we're going to talk about old Blood Bowl teams, aren't we, Phil? Exactly. Ones with now defunct rules. Completely pointless. I mean, I might as well just tear this Spike magazine in half and chuck it in the bin. Well, you didn't provide any toilet paper for the bathroom, so I used an old Spike magazine in there. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that's all they're good for now. I think right? it was the Wood Elf one. <laughs> good drills. Uh, but yeah, this is Spike magazine number nine, and um, there is a completely brand new team in this film. Ooh, the old tell. world... Alliance. Aren't they like a franchise within the WWE? Are they? The Old World Alliance? Aren't, aren't they like a wrestling, a group of wrestlers or something? Or is it New World Alliance? NWA? New World Alliance. I'm just going to Google it now because I Does feel Does Lewis like... listen to this? Isn't, he's Alliance. big into his wrestling, isn't he? Oh, it's a thing that's come up on Google. It's an American political organisation. <laughs> so to articulate and implement what it called transformational political ideas... Well, do you think the Old World Alliance is... Have you Googled Old World Alliance and right, see what okay. that comes up with? I can do that. I can do that. Old World Alliance. Blood Bowl. The Blood Bowl comes up. Yeah. They've done well with their internet spiders, haven't they? They're getting that to be the first thing that pops up. We'll have to ask Lewis afterwards whether it's like a WWE thing. That's yeah, I think there's something like. to do with some kind of world something or others. I mean, it sounds like a wrestling team, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but they seem pretty cool. I mean, I'm taking them in the uh, in the new DPL season. Very nice. So we will see. I think um, James taking them as well, commissioner. Is he? Oh, they must be filled. And I think maybe someone else has taken them too. Oh shit! I wanted to be like a, a really cool new boy. No, on the block, no. Maybe. <laughs> turns out you're, no, you're just, a pleb like everybody else. Just happens I've got some humans and dwarves knocking around. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, they, so this uh, it's quite a cool spike. I mean, they've basically done a sort of. Um, uh, alliance team spike right they've got the underworld denizens mm. which is goblins and skaven they've got the old world alliance which is dwarves humans with some halflings and ogres tracks and which is cool uh, and then they've got the classic pact which um had a slight update fairly recently and they've kept it the same uh, so we won't talk about the packs really phil it's basically the same as it was you get some cool dark healthy things and skaven things and stuff they've they've updated the star players list um which is quite cool um, so you still get uh, Bomber Rebel Snot, uh, Helmet Wolf, the old stalwart, and there's actually a, a, an article about Helmet Wolf in the Spike, which is quite cool, just talks about how he's he's still on the block with his chainsaw, there he is, uh, chainsawing people up, what's, this, what's the article called? The original chainsaw wielding loony, there he is with his uh, hair, I mean, hairy did, belly. Did he come before um, Fungus the Loon? I don't know, I actually don't know the is history. Is Fungus the Loon the right one? Uh, no, you mean uh, Nobler Blackwall. Nobler Blackwall, yeah. yeah. I think they're probably about the same time. I mean, again, Phil Guns is a good guy to ask about stars. He's really all over it. But he's definitely the human chainsaw dude that's been around for Yeah, a while, and so. they, they've drawn him exactly like the terrible model they released. So. Mm. Complete with big mould line. It's, it's, like, it's like when you make when you really fuck up yeah. and you just go, fuck it, I'm going balls deep. Double I'm, down. You've got to get it all in there. Cram Absolutely. the balls and all in and you, you know. Doesn't count down. unless the balls are in. Exactly. And then they've got uh, Gobbler Grimlick, who does a very nice pick bit of art work for, I think. Uh, no, Guffler Pussmall is the one they've got some art work for. Gobbler Grimlick um, is the one who's a big frog, isn't it? He's the one with the monstrous mouth who catches things in his mouth. Yeah, leap and very long legs. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Guffle Pussmall, who's... Uh, oh, what's he? Oh, he's got monstrous mouth. They've both got monstrous mouth, actually. So he's Guffle... the one with the mouth in his belly, and he's a chaos yeah. warrior, essentially. That's Gobbler Grimlick is one essentially a giant Nurgle plague toad. And then there's the two bent ones that uh, James likes to take, Lude Grick. 
Lewd Grip, Whip Arm, and Wither Grasp, Double Draw. He's really bent. We talked about him on the Chaos podcast. Mm. Uh, Prehensile Tail, Tackle, Tentacles, Two Heads, and Wrestles. So tackle and Wrestle is just That's ridiculous. Nice. Uh, and then they've also they've started to include Bob Bifford as the Golden Era star on basically all of the rosters now. And we talked about him on another past and we how cool he is. Like exactly. I, I love Bob. I think um, I'm already moving towards, and maybe we'll talk about it at the end actually, if we have a quick look at tournament uh, rosters, but about Bob in an Underworld Alliance, and sorry, an Old World Alliance team for mm. Borat Bob, because you get 1.2k, uh, so that'd be fun. Uh, and then I've got some other bits in the spike about the Mongrel Horde, which apparently is a famous PAX team, and I think it is. All of the, I mean, that's the cool thing about these spikes, Phil. All of the old teams, these all have, like, history. In they the do. They've all got up. their place, haven't they? They've all been mentioned before, which is nice. They don't just pluck it out their arse. I wonder if the colour scheme is the same. I wonder. That's a good question, actually. Oh, all Groth Bob Grip. Right, let's move on to the... Uh, oh, that was the other thing. Do they get two chainsaws? I think they've... they've yes, they do. Max Spleen Ripper 2, presumably. No, uh, they get a helmet and a Groth. So they get two chainsaws. Um, so they've just Once, got a little... Why not, why not Max Spleen Ripper? Well, the Chaos Warrior one. Yeah, I mean, they could, I mean, they could get three, couldn't they? But you can only get two stars. Have they gotten rid of Max Spleen Ripper? No, no, exit. Well, uh, have they have they replaced him with Helmet Wolf from the Chaos Team? I don't know. I'd have to check the spike. I think he's still there. I'm pretty sure he's still there. <clears throat> I feel like I'd remember us talking about that. Uh, but let's move on to the two new rosters, ladies and gents. We have got uh, Underworld Denizens, and then we've got the Old World Alliance. So Underworld um, has it's had people not, not raging around. Right? But it's a, an amended roster. And an amended to the to the current roster, yeah. And it's got some rage fill, hasn't it? <laughs> people have been throwing their teams out the window. Most people have been cutting at least one blitzer in half. Uh, <laughs> just, just getting rid of it. I mean, the change, ladies and gents, is um, what they've effectively done is uh, if you open a Skaven Blood Bowl box mm. and take out one sprue, that's what you get. Yeah. So it's three Skaven linemen, zero to three, as opposed to two. Are they all in the same sprue? All in the same sprue. Uh, so you used to get two with six Skaven linemen and, and is, one of each. Is so that for the same players. logic true of what they've done with the Old World Alliance with human and dwarf players? Yes. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's, it's purely commercial. Uh, yeah, well, yes. you, can just, you can just happily split a box with a mate and then Easy. Bob Bifford's your uncle, isn't it? Absolutely. That is the idea. But yeah, so it's three, zero to three Skaven linemen uh, instead of the two. And then one thrower instead mm -hmm. of two. One blitzer instead of two, mm -hmm. uh, which is the thing that people are really annoyed about. Uh, but then you do get one gutter runner, which is pretty cool. Gutter runners are not shit players, are they, Phil? No. I mean, they're some of the very best in the game, aren't they, really? I wonder how effective a single one is. I mean, what? because what often people do with Underworld anyway uh, is they've got access to two star player gutter runners Anyway, so they got Scuttle Spike and then the really quite cheap Stab Stab, who's 160k. Mm. So you'll you often see tournament teams with both um, 360k worth of gutter runners and then like both the Blitzers and some Goblins and a Troll, and that's like a really common underworld team. So I think what people are saying is the reduction of that Blitzer two one with just with just one Armor Eight player is is pretty big in this team. One strength access as well. It's 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 just it is quite big. And what if we look at that team roster now through the prism of what we know their new passing stats to be? Hmm. So the so, throw is now two plus passing. Blitz is five plus and got runners four plus. And then we've got uh, line rats are going to be four, four plus. plus as well. Goblins are four plus two. So it doesn't really change it a lot. It actually makes it worse because the, the throw Cause is the slightly better. Play the ball so long. 
And the gutter runner can't play as well. Um, Blitz is worse and playing the ball as well. So it probably even makes it slightly... And the, and the linemen are slightly worse. So yeah, but you, you've got uh, a better thrower now. Yeah, you do. And he can throw to the gutter runner as a receiver quite happily. Well, that's like two players. Like if you take one out, that's... You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's it's it that's an option that you didn't necessarily have as in quite such a great way before. You've now got an edge four player on the team to pick up the ball as well. That's true. I mean um, the one the one thing they've done as well is they the whole team gets mutations on a normal, but the gutter runner doesn't. So they've literally just lifted the gutter runner from the scaling team mm. and he still doesn't get mutation on normal. Like I think that was again for me a slight nail in the coffin. I was like, not, give him mutation access. You're not short on. on skills to take on the gutter runner though, are you? You yeah. get general access, which is which is amazing. Agility, yeah. No, but two heads would be really good. Yeah. I mean, no, lots I, of really good options. It's definitely not doom and gloom for me. Like maybe it makes them weaker, but maybe they're exactly the same. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I again, I just feel it feels like a weirdly unbalanced team when they do that. The two, two, two kind of made sense, and they were quite a nice team. Mm. I mean, how, how, how would you play? You play with your Skaven Linos on the line, or maybe even Goblins. Yeah. Um, then you've got on your offense, you've got a running option. You've got a, a great one turner, essentially with the gutter runner as well, or better one turner with the gutter runner to push him down. Um, Problem is, he's just really killable, and really like good and the two turner. the two blitzers didn't really die. Like the two blitzers would be mm. would be chock a block with claw, mighty blow, guard, tackle, yeah, all the killing shit, and they would do loads of the heavy lifting. You've now got one guy doing that who's quite easy to remove. You got the gutter runner, he's still quite easy to remove, and yeah. the throwers who you kind of use then. Like if you were facing just, that team, you'd kill that blitz very sad. Yeah, if they got rid of the if they got rid of the blitzers completely and put in two gutter runners, you're like, okay, cool, that's interesting, it's a bit different. But mm. but I think it's the one 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 that's a problem. They don't they don't really synergize that well together, even with the thrower getting better. Yeah, that's my problem. Anyway, I mean, but at the end of the day, Phil, but again, they'll probably be a tier three team. They're not really designed to um to be. Yeah. Particularly effective. And um, then who have we got for stars? Then? Uh, got Bomber Dribble Snot. He turns up a lot on these uh, these kind of green skinny teams. He's a standard bomber with accurate, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Glart Smash Rip. That's they, the fat Glart, yeah. Yeah. So they've got rid of Genia completely in this. So it's just just the fat dude. I mean, which but, you see a lot of fat Glart, don't you? Genia Genia was better, but yeah. it's, it's fine. I like. <clears> I, think it, I think it was moving towards that is what it is. He's just slow slower basically. <laughs> Um, so it was nice to have that strength for fast blitzer. Gobbler Grimlick again with the monstrous mouth, tentacles, leapy, froggy dude. Oh, there he is. That's, I knew I'd seen some art. So there he yeah. is. There's the Gobbler Grimlick, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then Scuffle Spike, who is, yeah, he's really good. He hasn't really got a lot of extra skills. Like he hasn't got block and anything like that, but he's got all of the mutations. He's got extra arms. Uh, he's got prehensile tail, two heads, and he's got strength three. So he's a strength mm. three gutter runner who dodges everywhere on two. So you can, take, on a two. you can take him <laughs> and Skitter Stab Stab and have a three gutter runner team. Mm. You can now, that's true. Because then they've still got access to Skitter, who's yeah, just a dude with stab. It's expensive right. money wise, what's that? 360,000 on star players, but it's possible to fit it in, I would have thought. I think you'd see that in a, um, in a uh, uh, tournament team, for sure. But again, mm. it just. It just feels more like a Skaven team again. Like the Underworld team still felt quite distinct, I think, in the old rules. I'm not sure. That's what I feel about it. I'm not sure. Anyway. Oh, that was the other thing, Phil, talking about. We talked about in the last podcast. You know, um, uh, they've taken away Weeping Dagger from Gutter Runners. 
um, in the in the new in the rules, new rules yeah. um, they clearly thought this is bullshit. Take it away. Oh, I mean, no, it was a ridiculous <laughs> thing to put in there in the first place. Everything they did. But yeah, that's the that's the stat of the uh, the stars good. and the stats. Looks fine. Um, I don't like it, but I think you don't. You're fairly ambivalent. I've used Underworld a lot, and I just I don't think it was needed, or I don't think anyone ever wanted or asked for it. And it's probably something we'll get used to, in it. and and in a year's time we'll be fine. We've forgotten about it. Mm. But at this moment, I'm like, sure, doesn't really. Do you know what I mean? It, it's like great. That's what's on the spree. Fine. Let's give it a go because um, it's see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I think, as as we've often found out with previous teams, playing them is uh, very different to sometimes talking about them and thinking about them in the round, isn't it? That is true. Like we'll have to see how they actually go on the table. Uh, there is one quite cool little rule. Um, you know, they've got like a Hall of Fame squads and teams yeah. with a lot of the spikes. So the Underworld Creepers is the famous Underworld team we've got here. And their, uh, their special rule for the team, which I kind of think should be a team rule. I think it's quite funny. Maybe maybe we'll see, as we talked on the last podcast, special rules. This could be special rules yeah, that could be incorporated. Could be. Uh, it's called Fist Fights in the Dugout. And some people really don't like this. I think it's quite fun. If the Underworld Creepers... Uh, so, sorry, uh, maybe you roll the dice. Yeah. If the Underworld Creepers score is lower than their opponents at the end of any of their turns, roll a d6 and add the difference in the scores. So the end of any turn. Uh, for example, if the score is 3-1, add 2 to the result. If it's 5 or more... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, if it's five or more on the roll, a fight breaks out in their dugout. Roll a d6 for each player in the reserves box. On a one, two, or three, they're knocked out straight away. Nice. But the fans love these scrapes. So for any player that's knocked out, they get a team roll. Team reroll. <laughs> so if you've got a load of goblins in the dugout fighting and watching, that's fantastic. They get knocked out. You get so. And people would be like, oh, it's so annoying. They're now even worse because you lose people. I think that's great. If you've got a load of goblins sitting that you're not really using, yeah, absolutely. get them knocked out and take a reroll. I think it's quite fun. Absolutely. <laughs> lull, lull your opponent into scoring. There you go. <laughs> take take a fun, uh, a fun that skill. That sounds good. I like exactly. it. So that's the Underworld, like I said. And they've got, um, and it's, these spikes are just so cool, Phil. We're about to move on to the next one. But, you know, look at this artwork for Glart, Smash Rip, the Fat Rat. That's mm. his, posi- his position is fat rat because that's what it says. But it's right, and it just has a little bit of blurb about him. And they have some quite fun um, stuff about the profile. Yeah. And, you know, I, like I love all the background from. for these guys. I think they're fantastic. Really like he's got career totals two quotation marks rushing touchdowns because clearly <laughs> more like lumbering touchdowns. It's just it's just really good fun. They've got that for all the players. And then I think the spikes we we're talking about it in um, some of the WhatsApp chats today are getting better and better. Like for, in terms oh, they're, they're great magazines. They're really cool. And people are talking about, oh, they're wasted. They're not wasted because at the end of the day, you know, if you if you own one of these in 10 years' time, it's still got fluff and it's still stuff and yeah. it's something that you want. I mean, that's what Joe Joe Manji said. He was like, you know, I can either buy it now and not read it uh, and then want it in 10 years because even if you don't read it now and you don't want it for that, you probably will. Or mm. I can leave it and it will cost me more on eBay then. Like, you know, these are things that are part of the game that you want to get, I think. Anyway, Phil, this is what uh, the meat and veg this is what people are, are here for on this podcast yeah. the yeah. old world alliance Woo! not the new world alliance political organization no. as we've, as or, we've or any kind of unidentified wrestling entity <laughs> the old world alliance did you know phil that an old world alliance coach once tried to argue that two dwarves should count as one player due to their size uh, but the location of the mine their body was hidden in is still unknown okay so they were put there makes could, perfect sense to yeah. me yeah. Um, did you know that? I did actually. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the old one alliance bill. I mean, what they've essentially done, like we talked about, is uh, jammed a load of uh, sprues into one box. And I'm trying to think, but actually, so do the halfling sprues, do they come on like a, a snap 
bit where you get two halflings on one or something? I have no idea. I, I can't imagine that you can just get two halflings on one sprue. But the rest is right, because the, the, the dwarves will run through the roster. Cause the rest so is the, right. the halfling sprues must be two sprues, and each one has a catcher, a hefty, and then the other four, half. four halflings. Because hmm. you get 12 halflings in the box, I think, so... Yeah, and it would be two, two... So, so yeah, so... You... No, so it must be three. It must be one... I reckon three will be a halfling, a catcher, and a, and a, and a hefty. No. And the other side will be three no, halflings. No. So, no, no it's... it's one sprue is a hefty, a catcher, and then four halflings. Okay. And the reroll token and the balls. Because you get, you get that twice, don't you? Cause you yeah, get... no, fair enough. I was wondering if they were like, you know the snap ones where you can break them up? No, no, no. no, no All no, right, so it. actually with the two halflings, they're kind of just, you know, you, you find yeah. them somewhere. But yeah, so the roster... You need, you need to club together with, what, five other Old World Alliance players and then split the halflings. Well, we got three in the DBL this <laughs> season, so... <laughs> So they'll have to fight over the fuckers. Uh, so yeah, the roster. Um, and it's interesting, they've got 0 to 12 human linemen, so they're still chucking in that 0 to 12. Mm -hmm. We talked on the podcast about 0 to 16 versus 0 to 12. But yep. yeah, 0 to 12 human linemen. Uh, they're exactly the same stats as a human, but they have animosity. Yep. So all of the humans have got animosity. Uh, and, then and, that, you... and animosity means that when they try and do uh, an action which interacts with the player from another race, they have to roll a 2 plus first. So if they want to give the ball to them. Yeah, basically. Or throw to them. Yeah, so before you pass or before you hand off, it's a two plus to do yeah. that. So it's just, um, so the humans can all pass to each other happily. They just can't chuck it to a dwarf or a halfling. But if you do roll a one when you do it, you can still choose then to give it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it's not turnover, it just means you yeah. can't do the action yet. And actually, quite often in this team, you're probably going to, um, because the rest of the humans are, you get one thrower, one mm. catcher, and one blitzer. So yeah, a lot but, of the ball stuff is going to be but that. But so for example, anyway. you want to give it to a dwarf runner. It's going to be a 2 plus, do that. It's going to be a 2 plus, but as long as you've got a human player stood next to the dwarf runner when you try and hand it's it. It's not even that, you don't You don't have to, you can just decide not to do it and carry on. No, 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 but you can also decide to and change your mind to yeah, the yeah. human player instead. That's true, yeah, that is true. So there is some flexibility. There is, yeah, it's not, I, and I think that's fine. I, I, I don't, most of these extra skills I don't have a problem with. There's just a couple that I, mm. I think is, they've it's kind neat. of got a theme and they've slightly, they've exploited the theme. They put their balls right in there and just gone slightly too far. Um, so yeah, you get zero to one thrower, zero to one catcher, zero to one human blitzer. All the same stats as normal humans, but just add animosity. Yep. If in doubt, add that little sprinkle of animosity. Uh, and then you move on to the dwarves, where you basically get a sprinkle of all of them. You don't get um, twelve blockers, sadly. That would be quite <laughs> nice. Uh, you get zero to two dwarf blockers, uh, zero to one runner, zero to one blitzer, and zero to one troll slayer. But what these guys get is the loner skill. And I think that's what a lot of people have been getting a bit grumpy about. Before we talk about it, you then also get zero to two halflings and zero to one ogre who also have the loner skill. I mean, ogre does anyway. And the halflings also have the loner skill, which is, sure. I think, <clears throat> the, the problem I've got with this roster. But yeah, the dwarf one's interesting. I mean, most of the dwarves, you've got the two blockers, the runner, and the blitzer. I, I probably don't really care. Like, it, you're made dwarves, like, every, every block is safe. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, for a double skull, that's what the rerolls are for. Mm. In this case, that's not the case. So actually, your human blitzer is going to become a big dog. He's like, he's the guy that doesn't have loner. He's going to be the guy going in with the tackle and bringing people yeah. down. Uh, I think for the dwarf troll slayer, it's quite hilarious because dauntless, you got dauntless roll, loner. Frenzy, you got you frenzy, you go twice, loner. Like, I still will be taking him because I think frenzy's mm. great, but it does just make it quite funny, doesn't it? With that loner, you're like, oh my god. Um, 
Where I think it's bad is the halflings. Like, I just think Lona on the halflings kind of kills them a bit for me. I'm just not... Mm. I'm not really sure what it adds. I mean, you just have to enter the team and play the game with a different mindset, don't you? Play it with a no-rerolls mindset. And actually, what you've got when you strip that down is a lot of very effective players. Because you've still got two dwarf blockers, which must be auto-include. You've got an ogre as well, so you've got three line of scrimmage players who are fantastic. Who are my nine... Oh, thick skull. Nine, thick skull. And we know thick skull's OP. <laughs> they know Willow Rose, but they haven't you've got sidestep. You've problem. got human blitzer as your primary blitzer. <clears throat> Dwarf blitzer as your secondary, I suppose, and obviously a bit slower as well. Um, Troll Slayer, who can be then another blitzer again. It's a lot of block on the team. It's true. I mean, for me, I think the Dwarf blitzer is the one for me that's not auto-include. And, and I think if you're thinking sensibly... Both the Slayer and the Blitzer are not also included. I think, like you said, you need the blockers, you need the Ogre, you need the, all the human players, I think. Mm. But the Dwarf, for me, I, I like the Slayer because yeah. he's like free frenzy. It's like take a frenzy dude. Yeah. But I don't think you need the Dwarf Blitzer. He's, yeah. you, you have I, a lot of strength the... access. You have more strength access than a human team. That's the interesting thing. You've mm. got five guys. It's, it's a punchy access. team. It's a very punchy team. Um, but you just need to not roll double skulls, don't you? So you're, you're, you're going to be doing no one dice blocks with your Dwarfs. No. Um, I think the Halflings are still very good players on this team. They're going to be able to give assists, get into tight spots. You're only going to want to do actions where you have a natural reroll, so dodging, really. Um, unless you're in a complete pinch, you're not going to be using them to pick up the board or do other stuff with. Um, so, I don't see a problem. Obviously, they're not going to be very effective at one-turn touchdowns, but if that's what you're building your game around, then you're already on a hiding to nothing. So. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing for the halflings. I mean, I just think with that loner, what I would want to use them for is like run in and grab the ball when you've done some shit or, or potentially like hand off to do some things. And I, I think you could have, I think you could have just had the halflings without loner and you've got animosity anyway on the humans and stuff. So if you want to hand on, off to them, there's already a thing built in. Like you still got to roll two plus to do that anyway. Um, and I just think that for me, they're like, Fowlers and you're, st you're, you're and still you're definitely definitely taking one or two in the roster. They're also cheap at filling out the roster. Yeah, I mean that's so the, then you can get stars. When we were talking on the WhatsApp, the thing for me is I think your initial starting roster includes two, just because you save forty k. Yeah, and then if you've got money to up upgrade in quotation marks one to a human lineman, then great. Absolutely. But, but if not, you're looking at taking and stars. I'd, I'd only things. take one reroll in the team. I think. Yeah, if if I think there's an argument for. Zero with I a think leader. runner or thrower <laughs> have a very natural leader option if they skill up, mm -hmm. which then gives you two. But you just play a no reroll game, you max out on stars. Your starting TV for this team in league play could be um, could be relatively low, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a starting team. You know, looking at looking at it now, if you take even if you take all of the the uh, stars, we might as well just do some maths on it. Baby. So yeah, 11 players is 810k. And, and is, that, is that all the positions? That is literally every single positional because really? the halfling hope will save you some money. So that's 190k, and you don't, that's no lineman. That is like a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. All positionals, no human lineman, 810. No rerolls. No rerolls. So you take one reroll for 70k, that's 880. Yeah. And there you go. You've got 120k advantage over other teams, yeah. and you've got you've got star players that you can spend on. So should, should we have a little chat about the star players? Yeah, yeah. So let's look through them. So they basically get a mix yeah. of 
all the different. So they get the right? dwarf ones of Barrack Farblast, who's the bomber. They get Flint Chum. Sorry, Barrack Farblast not a bomber, but he's on with the bazooka who fires. I mean, he, he's the one that we talked about before in a, yeah. in a tournament setting. We'll talk about him maybe. In Flint Chum blades a dwarven chainsaw. They've got Grim Iron Jaw, who's the dwarf slayer. Then they've got the human stars of Griff, Helmet Wolf, Carla Von Kill, the Mighty Zug, and Puggy. Then they've also got uh, Morgan Thorg and Bob Bifford. I guess Puggy's the halfling one, right? Is he, he is a human yeah. as well. Can you get him on a human team? I, um, I think yeah, you, you can. can. You can. I, I wouldn't edit those, but yeah. It's a shame, actually. It's kind of a weird shame. I mean, it, I think they've just added the halflings. The halflings aren't really part of the roster in terms of you can see there are no stars. Like, they're like, mm. we're going to give a human team some halflings. That's what a lot of people have said. Because it'd be nice if they had, like, a yeah. your Cindy pie whistle or, I mean, look, a, or I mean, a rumbelow if... sheepskin, right? <laughs> I mean, you can still do it, though. You can still do your one-turn touchdown. You just need to roll four ups. It's true. But anyway, the star players. So I, I think the, the um, one which is great, probably even for league play, too, is Barrack Farblast. So his stats, I don't know if this is the typo, but he's movement six. He's exactly the same stats yeah, as runner. a human thrower. Well, he's a, he's a dwarf runner. So dwarf runner's arm movement six. Oh, fair enough. So he's, he's six three three eight. He's then got Hail Mary pass, pass, strong arm, and sure hands. And, of course, thick skull and secret weapons. We can get sto- uh, sent off because he's got a bazooka. But he's 10k cheaper than the human thrower. So you could even um, um, stick him in rather than a human thrower or even a dwarf runner. He obviously only plays in your offence, but you've got halfling players that you can pad the team out so he won't have to come on for an annoying um, turn eight, you know, they've kicked to you kind of situation. But I think he's a brilliant player. More reliable passer as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And definitely in a in a tournament setting where, because this team is certainly going to be grinding out your two ones, right? So mm. for your drive, you've got the dude with sure hands, um, loner anyway, because yeah. you talk about that loner anyway. So he's got his sure hands, and then okay for your opponent's drive, you've not got your runner. I mean, some people keep him on the bench anyway. Yeah, so it's like in there. No, you're absolutely right. And we were to, you were talking to Rory about that, right? About how effective he could he could be, and saving that 10k with yeah. all those skills. And if you think your awesome. your basic roster with one reroll is 880, mm. then in a TV 1100 or TV 1200 tournament, you've got a lot of money you can spend on. On your Griffo board, even. I mean, that's what I'm talking about already, mm. yeah. I mean, going to a tournament, I'm going to the Borak Bowl in a couple of weeks, which is going to be one of the first tournament after lockdown, which is very exciting. And who knows, maybe yeah. the last tournament using this set of rules. Yeah, maybe the last <laughs> one ever. I mean, maybe there'll be a second wave, right? And then we'll all be back indoors. It's true. Um, and that, you know, that leaves me, what, uh, 320k? So that How is, much is uh, Griffo board? Griff is 320k. Oh, it's 320k. That's a roster right there. Um, but I'm still thinking, mate, uh, about the Bob Bifford choice for that because he's only 60k more. So I think mm-hmm. I can, you know, and we talked about the potentially expendable players. Um, and you're allowed two stars, right? And you're allowed stars in your 11. Mm-hmm. So actually Bob saves, um, you know, say, say I just choose to drop the Dwarf Blitzer. That's 80k saved because Bob can be one of those 11. <laughs> so sure. You chuck him in. I could save another 10k if I wanted to chuck Brick Farpass. So I'm, I'm thinking basically that roster with Bob Bifford might be might be a lot of fun mm. um, for, for the Borak Bowl, which is coming up. Yeah, that's a look. You, you'd, you'd never take Flint Churnblade because he's what 130k for a chainsaw. I think, so I think you might. And the reason you might, and we talked about this. Uh, well, for a double guys, chainsaw. Yeah, there's the double chainsaw option, <laughs> which not all teams have. You've got helmet and flint for the double chainsaw. Worth, worth taking once and then probably never again, I should imagine. But you're right. If you're looking at the two, I mean, 
you've got Flint versus Helmet. Helmet's a bit quicker. He's 20k cheaper. He's got stand firm. Yeah. He's not got thick skull. And um, Flint's got block, which is great. But when you're looking at all of that taken up with the 20k, I think... I mean, if, probably if you've got 20k more and you're in a league really, thing... Block, take, block in this case is only ever going to be um, defensive, a defensive skill. Uh, Carla Von Kill could see some mileage in this team, I think, as well. I think there's quite a lot of people talking about tournament bills with Carla Von Kill. Yeah, for sure. So, so for, for me, I, I would give serious consideration to Carla Von Kill and Barrick Farblast. And then... Um, the, the Again, because Phil, the bill we just talked about, um, at 1100 mm. with no stars allowed in the 11, Carla Von Kill and one reroll and all of the positionals is bang on 1.1. Yeah, Take true. a leader. You've got two rerolls, you've got Carla. I think that's a pretty... I think you'll see that as a pretty... It yep. almost feels like it fits too well, right? And you're <laughs> so. you're only ever going to use your rerolls on what? Uh, you're going to natural reroll on the pickup. So if you're handing off to somebody who isn't the catcher, you could use a reroll and you could reroll what the blitzes blitzes. Mm -hmm. And then in a pinch, if you needed some other roll and were willing to take the chance that it might not go off. But it's good. But this, but this is what I'm wondering, Phil. Do you think we're going to see all of this loner drop to a loner brackets 3+, plus, or even a loner brackets 2+, plus? Mm. with the new addition? That could throw a cat amongst the pigeons, couldn't it? Could do. A slayer amongst the halflings. If it was a 3+, plus loner, then, well, it's a 1 in 9, isn't it? If you re-roll that. I, do th I, I, don't think it, I don't think it actually changes how you... Uh, build the team but mm -hmm. I think it changes how powerful the team is makes probably. them better sure I think it just makes them better I don't I don't think you're suddenly like oh my god it's a Luna 3 plus like I'm definitely gonna yeah. that means I'm gonna take loads of rebounds yeah, and rely not, on that. you're still not gonna rely on ever, ever working are you or you no. shouldn't do if you're a good coach which we're not Bill, so you know so. No. <laughs> trophy cabinets don't indicate that at all <laughs> yes absolutely are you coming to Borac Bowl Phil are you gonna come play um, I've, I've not signed fence. up yet or anything yet, but possibly. No, I mean, dust off the halflings and win another tournament. I mean, Borat Bowl is very deliberately open to late well, sign up. Three star players, I understand. Yeah, you can take the three. Halflings. That's the plan. And it so happens I've got a lot of painted star players. So it'd be mad not to come. Really. <sighs> What's it? TV twelve hundred as well. And you can use the stars in your starting. So I, I could have Deep Root, I could have Rumbelo, and I could have I don't know, fucking Carla. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Or, oh, you can't have Zara. I've taken Zara out. That's the point. That's fine. Oh, I'll take Cindy. I suppose Cindy's nice and cheap. But three star players, I'd always enjoy it. Hey, Puggy. Puggy's crap. Is <laughs> <laughs> Captain Collender allowed? Yeah. Uh, so you could have Captain Collender. You could have... Uh, oh, but we are forgetting. Willow Rosebud. Just take her three times. I see what you're thinking. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's a real... That's the one real problem with this roster, actually, fellas. That there's no... No Willow Rose Black options here. No strength for sidestep Dauntless Thick Skull combo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's often the case with teams, isn't it? That's a real problem for me, actually. I was excited about this team. Hmm. And then I decided, yeah. So just going back to the half thing very briefly, let, let's just think about it then. So what are the odds on actually pulling off a one-turn touchdown with this team? Just, it changes it to something quite bad, actually. <laughs> just done the stupid Samba probability check and uh, figured out that the percentage without a team reroll, mm -hmm. and maybe that means we should be taking more fill, right? Yeah. It's a 13.717%. So 
just a bit better than a 1 in 10 chance. So that number does not include um, scatters when you're throwing the player. Because you could scatter in the wrong direction. Any go-for-its you might need to score. And obviously relying on the ball landing somewhere in your half of the pitch where the, um, the thrower can pick it up or someone can pick it up and then give it to a halfling. Okay. So, so it probably is. I mean, if you add all that on, it's like a, just under a 1 in 10. Yeah. Probably. You add a few more. I mean, you know, you never know. A kick might land right next to the flipping halfling and then it's easy peasy for someone to go and give it to him and then he scatters three times in the right direction. It might land on his head. Could do. Could be a touchback. With, with a team re-roll, it changes to a 25% chance. And that's even taking into consideration all of the loner. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's it's the action 4 plus to land, which is the big one. With with loner, yeah. But yeah, so it's maybe it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was. So it's um, it's an option, at least, isn't it? And it's an option your opponent has to, to counter. Would you ever try it during open play? No. I think it's more of a thing in your back pocket if I need mm. But that's the other thing. I mean, if, if you need a one-turner, depends how your opponent sets up, once you've skilled the human catcher up a bit, that might be more statistically likely to go off because he's moving out already. Once he's sprint, short feet, maybe even plus one movement, um, that becomes easier statistically. Yeah, and if you've... Um, I don't see how you would skill up the halfling on this team. But interestingly, you could set up for both, right? You could have the ogre on the line... And the halfling near him mm. set up for the put, for the human catcher push one turner. Yeah, because the then if you fuck up space the push, for the two, isn't he? Fuck up the push. You can hand it off to the halfling and go for the throw. Why not? Mm. Right, you know, I think I think it does increase your odds. I mean, people have been crying out for so long to have halflings on a human team, mm. um, and I'm, I like that this has added to, to it. I just I I don't think that the loner was required. Like I think if they didn't have loner. We wouldn't be like, oh my god, this is such a bent team. They get two halfling pools without loan. I mean, that's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? I mean, just I feel like that was excessive, um, and maybe it's part of the fluff and like the fact they've given dwarves it, and that's why they decided to do it. I just think they probably should have just got two halflings um, yeah. off the bat, and that's fine. I can. True. I, I, I do wonder, you know, actually, if, if their one turn touchdown potential is any worse than a regular halfling team. And, and I say that just because I don't know how having a movement eight player able to retrieve the ball um, improves your odds over having movement five at the most. Yeah, that's a good point. Because that's then when you start setting up your team for that, whether you have, well, I don't know, you probably have the movement six dwarf with sure hands or human with sure hands in the backfield doing that, right? You'd have catcher furthest back and then you'd have your two thrower people essentially with sure hand right beside. But then statistically speaking, do you not want your catcher on the line. No animosity from the dwarf runner as well. Yeah, true. So the dwarf runner can just hand it off. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So that does that probably pushes it to a, a 26% chance. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So the dwarf runner is probably the guy who picks the ball up for that. Yeah. Um, I just, but I think, I still think statistically speaking, if you're going for a one-turner, depending on how your opponent's set up mm. to defend, and it also means they have to think about both, right? Because they've got to set up on the line to stop yeah. your catcher. But also set up, you know, mm. mid deep to stop your halfling yeah. running through. Um, I think you probably still use the catcher on the line to set that up in case. So you, you do know. both, yeah. And I think you do both. So I think you have like your thrower and runner back deep either mm. side to get it, and then you have the rest of your team doing yeah. the shenanigans for the push and stuff. Probably. That's what yeah. you do. And you hope your runner gets it because you've got no animosity to hand off, right? Yeah. True. 
But having two halfling hopefuls on the team just to pad out the roster for 60k is is very valuable, actually, isn't it? Well, it just takes... I mean, we talked about this before, Phil. How, how many rosters do you write where you're like, fuck, 10k over? Yeah. And this team has a built-in take 20k off your lineman and take it's halfling good. hopeful instead. And like, yeah, I've got some cash. It's, I think it, I think the most helpful thing they provide is to reduce 40k from the roster so that you can take <laughs> other chips. <laughs> like you said, that 880k for a start for a starting roster. I'm trying to think for the DBL. Do I go do I go 950 and two rerolls off the bat because they're so expensive? It's such a short league. You got. I think I'll have to think about. Why it. do you want two rerolls? Just play better. Yeah. Roll better dice. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. True. Having that one because what do I do in the first game? One twenty. Just take Barrack and um and a a bay. Take helmet wolf. <laughs> you like a chainsaw? I do like a chainsaw. Yeah, that's true. Chainsaw game one, people will be unhappy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and then you know, depending on how your team starts to skill up, you might be able to squeeze Zara out by the time you get to the. Uh, yeah, to the I mean, I, I wonder if for a starting league build, um, I think I'd probably. Would you want twelve players? Because you've got some squishy bastards there, haven't you? The halflings, and they're going to kill themselves. So again, I mean, I haven't... Human catch is not going to last long if he gets hit. Yeah, true. But it doesn't matter for the the six games, because DBL is basically the same as it always has been in beat by mm. six games. And then the top... I, th- I think they've got the clock on Barry. I haven't read it in detail, but I think yeah. they do. So I don't think it matters. Like, I don't really think I care that much. I'll have to have a think about it. I think my gut feeling is just go for 11 and have a chainsaw and watch people cry. I think it'd be quite funny. Yeah, you'd get undone though, wouldn't you, if somebody's twenty k under? Mm. Yeah, twenty. Well, no, twenty k under. You just go. I'll take Barrack. Um, and then what? Cheerleader and a coach or something. Yeah, um, or a bribe, kick people with with eleven. <laughs> but halfling and a gang foul on. Well, yeah. So, so going back to the halflings, that's a very good use for them, isn't it? Yeah, the gang foul is definitely a big use. And I think if you take a human lineman or two to bump your team numbers up, then you can go and play a foul game with a halfling. So then, then you because if you, if you take two human linemen for what's hundred k now, so obviously it would bump up the value a lot. I say just say one human lineman for the moment. So you got seventy k in the bank. Seventy k in the bank still. And then, in the first half, you can put one halfling on the pitch, the other one on the bench, human lineman goes on. And then the halfling just, just gets the town doing fouling. Is that the best, basically the same as having a chainsaw anyway? Probably. Yeah. Because I mean, as long as you set up for the... Because, I mean, that's, a, that's the way that um, Wolfen plays mm. his Norse. So Wolfen um, doesn't, even, doesn't even try to scream. Like, that's mm. how he plays his fouling Norse, where he's got the two dirty players yeah. and, loads, and the loads of a bench. So he's like, you can fucking score whenever you want. I don't really give a fuck. I'm going to surround your best player and foul them every single turn until you score. Mm. And maybe you play your model outs like that. You've got your halfling, you've got your 12 players. He just, he just sits there and kicks the war dancer in the face until yeah. they die. And then, and then in, um, league, in league play, I mean, it's going to be difficult to skill them up. Um, sure, given them MVPs. For that all-important sneaky doing, get. Or doing a vanity pass. But yeah, if you can get them sneaky get, and then that'd be great. Get a double, dirty player. <laughs> Sneaking it's probably more. I mean, we only really give that to skeleton linemen, don't we? That's They're the only player I think we should take it, really. But, I mean, maybe we'll allow on an old Wonderlands <laughs> potentially. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting team film. I like Potent- it. Potentially tier one. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think that's why they did all the Lena shenanigans and they're mm. a bit worried about it. I, I'm not sure I would say it's tier one because I think that... Um, I don't know, it's hard, isn't it? I think um, good coaches can get a lot out of it, mm. but I think it's really difficult for new coaches to get to grips with it probably so you might be right maybe i, I put it in tier two for borat bottle and i think that's probably where it's going to sit what, what um, would you go for skills then well if you're taking the team in general yeah so i think you'd want to go what block or wrestle on a catcher seems yeah. a pretty standard one tackle probably on a blitzer on the human blitzer yeah tackle mighty blow those sorts of skills like hitting skills dwarf blockers all, all the dwarves are going to be getting guard when they can yeah. um basically because you know what, though, an ogre, um, for your double skill, you'd want to give block to your ogre. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm doing for Borat Bowl. I'm mm. going to take to Borat Bowl. I'm going to see how it is. If it feels really OP, then I'll know. Like, early mm. on, I'll be like, yeah, this is ridiculous. The ogre can't have block. It needs to be... I think that'll be the, the, the clincher. Can yeah. the ogre have block if he can't fucking tier one? They've got to be tier one. <sighs> but, um, yeah, because that's what's going to happen in the tournament. <laughs> that's going to get blocked straight away. That's where you use it. Would you give any skills to the dwarf blockers, too? Give them guard, maybe? Yeah. I, I think, because um, in my tier one for... Or at ball, you get something like I think you get five normals and a double. So the mm. double's the block, uh, and then you give like a hitting skill. I think you can stack one. So I'd probably go mm. like tackle, mighty blow on the blitzer, block on your thrower. You only got two left, so maybe one guard. I don't think you need loads of guard. I'd, on this I'd consider person. you've got a lot of very good players to give skills to on this team. So like you give a, give a skill to a slayer, it's not wasted. Give a skill to a blitzer, it's not wasted. Absolutely. Um, I would like to give a skill to a halfling and give him sneaky gear, but I think probably you've got other players who will make better use of that skill. Double, double up and go for the dirty but, player. But the thing is, <laughs> if, if you have sneaky gear on a halfling, you can foul with him every single turn, safe in the knowledge that you're not getting sent off unless you go through the armor. And you can even do it when there's no assists. True. Just put the boot in. Yeah, and that's going to scare some people, particularly facing a wood elf team, for example. Any wood elf on the floor, any elf on the floor. A plus. Halfling goes and sits in his face. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Teabagging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the the thing about this team is that it is very complicated as well. There's like I'm looking at the lines here. There's like nine different. What's it? One, two, three, four, mm. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different players. It is going to be confusing, and I think you know as a new player you're going to really struggle like me playing against newer players I'm going to have to keep explaining who's who and all that yeah. kind of thing and I happen to have um, the re- one of the reasons I'm playing the teams is because I've got and we're kind of like seamlessly segue into a little mini hobby harem at the end of this oh delicious because I've got um, a third edition metal dwarf team mm. uh, I think it's third edition halfling team you know the old metal halflings they're all kind of like this yeah. um, and I've got uh third edition human team and I've just bought a second edition uh, ogre the one who's playing oh, nice. with the spike and with the little mohawk and stuff so I'm basically going for an all metal old school team mm. and interestingly all those old teams like I've, I've had an old human metal team knocking around for a while now that's mm. only got two blitzers yeah. so I've been sitting on eBay thinking oh, I don't want to spend that like 20, k- 20 quid to buy a couple of blitzers and I just haven't but now I can take an old model lines team mesh yeah. those me- cool metal models together. I'm quite tempted to paint one up in due course. Because yeah. I, I don't really want to paint up a whole human team. I don't really want to paint up a whole dwarf team. It's a cool little hobby thing. Just doing a couple of each. Yeah. And I think we'll see more of these teams. I think mm. even when the new bubble comes out, there will be some sort of elven yeah. melding team where you can paint some different elves and there'll be some sort of... Um, 
stunty-esque teams where you can paint all sorts of different yeah. stunties bring to them. I think there's a thing that they'll keep doing because people quite like it. Um, I don't think it breaks the game. I think it's a cool team. I oh, know. I, mean, um, I mean, they definitely don't break the game. They're not Wood Elves, are they? So nah, not If you were to introduce Wood Elves now, you'd be accused of breaking the game, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I do think they're really tough. They've got those... Those four armor nine thick sculpts. They're, they're basically, the way I'm going to play them, tougher humans. Because mm -hmm. the other way to go as well is, we haven't even actually discussed it, is effectively you can still do the Mighty Zug um, Ogre human build, but you've mm. got an Ogre with block, Mighty Zug with block, but you've got a load of armor nine guys as well. Yeah. Because you've got the, and you've still got the humans for the mobility. Yeah, you're a high, so. high block, high armor, strength access team. Yeah. And I think that's really strong. Like the way I play my humans where I'm, Having those linemen on the line with the armor eight is always. Mm -hmm. I always lose a few and end up a few players down. Now I'm going to have two dwarf blockers and a dwarf blitzer on the line with armor nine. Okay, come at me, bro. I mean, it's, it it just makes that build better as well, which is really yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, like I said, don't break the game. Really cool. Nice for the old oldies as well. You know, the older players who've got these teams knocking around who want to play play them. I'm just going to look quickly at the, their special. Oh yeah, their special rule. The Middenheim Maulers is the. Uh, is the Old World Alliance team that we've got. Uh, they have the Middenheim Arena, so if, you, if you're if you playing a game at the start of any game in which the Maulers play, you check to see if they're at home or not. That's quite a DBL-esque thing Absolutely. anyway. Roll a D6 on a 1-3, to three, you're played on a normal pitch on a 4+. plus. You're in the Middenheim Arena! Very good. For the duration of that game, it's a plus one modifier to any armor rolls when a player's knocked down. Effectively, they're playing on an astrogannet pitch, right? So you just get fucked up if you fall over. Uh, and of course, the Maulers get loads of support, so you get plus one fame. Note, this may give you plus three fame. So <laughs> that does actually affect the uh, the current iteration of um, knocking... You pitch know, invasion, yeah. Pitch invasion rate on the four plus. That could be hilarious. That's I quite like that. It's a three plus. plus. That's, no, it's six plus six normally. Six plus normally. Five plus. Oh, yeah, four plus, yeah. Four plus, yeah. yeah. No. No, you are right. Yeah, fuck. Because fame gives plus you... Plus two fame, four plus. Yeah, three plus. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Nice. Absolutely insane. Right. Right, um, there we go, Phil. That was a real... Uh, real uh, Whistle blast tour. It was, wasn't it? But I think we Stormed covered through it. basically what we needed to. And again, I'm just, just flipping through as we draw to a close. This, I think this is one of the best put together spikes where they've mm. added in a few extra star sort of roster bits with the profiles where we yeah. talk about with different teams. I think they're doing some really good work and all those... I mean, I have some real complaints, and we brought those out in the last couple of podcasts about some of the stuff GW doing, but the Spy Magazines is not where to hit them, right? I think they're really cool. No, not um, long may they continue making them. I guess we're going to see number 10 as the next issue. Well, maybe at some point, Phil, we'll see those snotlings. Yeah. I mean, when was that Spike? Well, Beginning what, of lockdown? What else have they got that they could bring out in a Spike magazine before then? Weren't there rumours of a new vampire? But then, are they going to bring anything out now? No, my, my gut feeling is they can't. Games. I don't think they can now. Um, I think they've got to go for the new game. So, in a way, maybe we'll see the Snotlings, because we've had yeah. a spike. So. And what are we now? Start of August. So either we'll get the new game by Christmas, or maybe sooner. And then after that, roll on the Snotlings, new vampires. I think they're more likely to rush it now. We were t They were talking before about a uh, Black Friday release in November, um, and I think that's because they usually they have like tiers of releases games, but they have times yeah. when they release specialist games, right? And because of COVID, people were, mm. were speculating that it was Black Friday and it's now Christmas. But actually, with this leak, maybe they'll break because they are actually weirdly fluid games. Workshop. They, as we've seen, the rules are in fucking print. Right? I don't know whether 
how advanced the game stuff is. But if the game's ready, they might go fuck it. Let's let's get it out. Like we've had, yeah, we've had this leak now. Let's fucking get it again. I mean, they'll be dictated to a certain degree by their sales, won't they? And they'll want to keep their stocks and share price under control. So given that Indomitus has just landed, yeah, it won't be like next week, but it might be Black Friday rather than Christmas. Could be. Anyway, ladies and gents, um, we look forward to chatting with you soon, probably in like five months' time when we've not had the new Blood Bowl yet, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're still waiting for the slot links, uh, but I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening, guys.